You know, uh, it's been a while, right? Like we've been on a hiatus. I almost forget how to press my own buttons. It's only been a couple few weeks. <laughs> It's been what three weeks, four weeks? Is it four three, weeks. four weeks? Well, I think our last weeks. release was three weeks. It's been a while since you and I spoke, but then I had we had Die Hard two released on Christmas Day, and then this is about to come out on uh, MLK Day, January fifteenth. So it's only been two weeks time of our video release because we're trying to catch up ahead. But I think it's, it was toward the last, um, the toward the end of twenty twenty three, where things got a little hectic. Is either you were going on somewhere and I went to I went out of country for a couple of weeks, so we're finally back on. So I'd like to apologize to like I guess the three of the fans that we have online. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to apologize too that we only have three fans. <laughs> I mean, we try. We try but, to um have one. You week can't you can't just make week. people watch. You know, That's, no, I you cannot. I mean. <laughs> hey, so, but hey, the nice thing is it's not like it's a train wreck where everybody wants to see it. But Yeah, so we're trying to get back on it. And I'm so glad that we're doing this movie because we didn't, we've been doing this show for a while now and we've never done my most favorite movie of all time. Yeah, this is your favorite movie. And the your first movie is movie. we do not talk about talk this about movie. Talk about Lamb's favorite movie. <laughs> we actually do talk about your favorite movie. I don't know why it hold out for so long, you know. I even I got a why. shirt that Tyler Durgan wore during the show. I mean, during yeah. the movie. And I got so, these red so glasses, dress, too. The dress like Tyler Dor- Dor- Dorgan or whatever. Durgan. Durgan, sorry. Excuse me. Yes, excuse you. You, you had to go down to the thrift shop, huh? Oh, no. I got this on. I got everything on Amazon. Because this is where you shop nowadays. Like, that's, everything that's where, on Amazon. But that's where it looks. That's what it looked like he shopped at. Oh, the yes. Store. The whole yeah whole, whole movie. Like the, the theme of Tyler Durgan is very dirt poor. It feels like, <laughs> and the narrator is very well. I guess always a business uh, dress attire because you know yeah, he works for. Cat. He works. Yeah. Uh, what is his job? Never really, oh, it never really call, tells you. We call coordinator. That's what he. Yeah, is. that's what is. That's his job. Yeah, it never tells you what car company he works for. No, a major one. <laughs> he just keeps saying a major one. Yeah, yeah. people die and burn up. How did you like that when he explained, like, you know, the differential and the um, the ratio? I mean, like, if the cost is above the cost of the recall, they don't do one. I thought that was brilliant. And I'm thinking that's probably how a lot of companies work their business anyway, because it's all about costs. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on how much it's going to cost them in the long run. You know, I mean, come on. You got to save money here or there. It's business. Oh, that's just business. Yep. It's all over the world. What? So what did you think of this movie? How, how many times have you seen it? I don't know, probably three times. Three times. Lying. Oh, okay. I know I saw this when it first came out. In okay. theaters. No, sure didn't see this when the first time it came out. Oh, I, I loved it. Even since the first time, because I love the theme. Uh, and yeah, I love the theme and the uh, references that's trying to, I guess in a way, teach? Or trying to bring to light to your face. Like, hey, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You know, even the author thought the movie. It's better. The author was a Chuck. Was his, I can forget his last name now. Get Pulaski. Yeah, like I don't know, Pen Chuck or something. Yeah. He thought the movie yeah, pen, was pen, pen, better than his pen. own book. Oh really? Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, hold on. I gotta get these glasses. I'm wearing these red sunglasses that Tyler Durgan wore, but it's making everything red. Right? It feels like I'm either colorblind red you know, or. You mentioned that. I, I have the book. Oh, hey, I have hey, the hey. book too. Apparently, you're not Tyler Durgan. 
Because no, if I you can't. were Tyler Duggan, you would have just took the sunglasses off really cool and not said anything about it. Oh, no. no I not nope. you. No, nope. just you just lost that cool factor. You're no other, one. You're the other character in this movie. No one is as cool as Tyler Durgan. Okay. Trying to and, play it safe. Yeah, I'm trying Not to play it safe. He's an imaginary like, character, anyways. So. He's an imaginary friend. But anyway, I got the book. Whoa! Wow! Book. Hold on, show me that to yeah, me again. I got the copy of the book, you know. Whoa! Where did you get that one? Oh, I bought it. But the nice thing is, I don't know if you can see it here. Is that a Wait, signature? That. Is it signed by the author? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the author's signature. Whoa. I'm hyper jealous. So, yeah, I got the signed I'm edition. I'm very jealous. You should be jealous. That's the whole reason I, that is the reason I bought the book out, is to make you jealous. Now I feel accomplished. Oh, very accomplished, man. Kind of accomplished. I mean, I feel, I don't the, feel as good as I did when I pulled out the Ghostbuster suit, but. Oh, the Ghostbuster suit was the top of the, that's the cherry on top. The yeah, only cool things I have is this just was, the, um, this was, this special was the edition DVDs. Well, this one. Oh, okay. And then they, I had to get the uh, tin case. I have the, the DVD, too. I'd have to go find it. Mine does not look fancy. It's just the regular run of the mail. What? I think it shows the... Uh, so you do have the DVD? Characters. Yeah, I got the DVD. You told me to get the DVD oh. so I could watch this a long time ago. I only watched this because you told me to watch this movie. So... Um, I don't know if you noticed or remember when you pop in the DVD, right? The menu that loads up is never being kissed. <laughs> Do you remember that? When you load no, the DVD for Fight Club, um, it it's, it plays a trick on you, like never being kissed plays like the menu of the DVD and everything, and then it does the burn, and then it shows you the um the warning, which is also altered by Tyler Durgan. Okay, and I the DVD one. I do know during the real movie, during the the movie that see, I think I watched your copy. Well, no, I watched it, but even way, anyway, just put it this way: I watch it. You you do see the little clips where you put see Tyler Durgan throughout the movie pops up. Yes, pops up. yes, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the, I like he, yeah. Well, he pops up throughout the movie. He does. You see, it's kind of like edited together. But then when he's more frequently in the movie, the pop-up doesn't, yeah. you know, yeah. Disappears. Obviously, because it's the narrator or Jack seeing him in his own vision that yeah. is slowly coming to life. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'd say it's an interesting movie. It's not it's not my favorite movie. No. It's not going to even make it. It's not even on my top five. But oh, this if, I mean, we both. Five. Yeah, if it was on our top, my top five, then what would we talk about if we had matching movies? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know everybody's different, and I mean I didn't see this, and I, I mean I, it's it's a good movie, it's, it's pretty good. I liked it. It was interesting. Oh, good. I mean it's one of those movies though you could watch several times because you're not going to get everything. No, yeah, the first run because not everything's going to make sense to you. Because a lot of the th and the thing is the funny thing is some of the things should have made sense to you, but they don't. Oh, interesting. How how yeah. how do you mean? Well, I, well the thing is you know we get to the end of the movie we find out. <laughs> This guy, Tyler Durgan, is a figment, or the Tyler Durgan that we see as Brad Pitt is a figment of his imagination that he created. He's actually Tyler Durgan. Durgan, Durgan the whole entire Tyler Durgan. He's been he's been to Tyler Durgan the whole time, but he probably got confused when he was going around to all these little places. The you know why I got a problem like AA, testicular cancer, and all this stuff. Oh, that's because he's always because he's always naming himself something else. Yes. Cornelius, but the neat thing, Rupert. the thing, the one thing that made me that I really like about this movie is in the center of the movie, after he starts Fight Club, meets Bob. Remember, we see Bob at the yeah. first of the movie. Bob's probably the only really friend he had in a way. Oh yes, yes, they kind of show that in the movie because yeah, like, he, he's 
He feels emotion toward this he guy. Thinks Bob's, because he thinks Bob's helping him out. But Bob's yeah. really never helping him out. The guy can't sleep because he's been, like, setting fires and stuff. He's been Tyler Durgan destroying his life for a long time. He just doesn't know it because he's like, I don't know why I'm tired. You're tired because you snap out of it and you're doing other things. Oh. And then you snap and then you go back. But that's that's that would be hard to see. I get that. But in the middle of the movie, after he starts Fight Club, he meets up Bob. Yeah. Bob grabs him and says, hey, I got to tell you something. And he goes, what? He goes, I've joined this club. And he's trying to tell, and he goes, and it, and it started by this guy named Tyler Durgan. And he gets jealous because he's like, well, Tyler yes. Durgan is going around doing all this crap, you know? Yeah. But the problem is, actually, Bob, the only reason, and he's like, he's jealous of Tyler Durgan now. But the problem is, he shouldn't be Tyler, jealous of Tyler Durgan. The only reason Bob says Tyler Durgan started this club because he doesn't know the guy in front of him is Tyler Durgan because yeah. he's always used a different name. No, not only a different name, right? Like, you're, you're right about that because he used the name Cornelius. But yeah. also, that was the first time he said, like, I go Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, Ed Norton's character is like, I go Saturdays. That was when, like, you, you, you pointed out, like, hey, Tyler Durgan's the one who's setting this up without, uh, I guess, the main body person narrated Jack yeah. knowing. You know, and this is one of the uh, few movies you you and I saw another one called Layer Cake that you never know the main character's name. Yeah, yeah. Throughout yeah, the Layer whole Cake's movie, like these, this is like this is one of the reasons why I love this movie. Like you go into the whole movie, you don't even know the main character's name, but like the side character that gets killed, you know his name. His name is the most famous name in this whole movie, and he's yeah. not even the main character. He's just yeah, well, part of yeah. it. And the thing is, he's jealous of himself, too, the whole movie. Yes, jealous of himself because he doesn't know. And I, I, I like that scene because that was one of the clues where, like, well, Tyler and Jack are the same person. It wasn't until um, Jack met um, Bob the Tuesday or Thursday flight club, right? That's when he thanked him afterwards. Like, thank you so much for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you realize, like, it wasn't until you, after the fact that you find out that they're the same person. Like, oh. And then I, I loved it in the movie theater when um when Brad Pitt tells like, you talk to her about me. And then, then he, he realized you and I are the same person, right? That made the part where they stay at the house on Paper Street super creepy. He was in that home by himself for who knows how long. Yeah, but the thing is, he rented that house. Yes. You know, because, you know, he thinks that, oh, he goes, why would I got this house? I guess we're just, uh, you know, he goes, we're just like, what do you call it? Uh, Sit-ins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they goes, yeah, we're just squatters. They were squatters, but it turns out he's been renting the house. He's been renting the house himself. Yeah, right. It's, but then, oh. so He's been paying for that dump. And he doesn't dump. even know it. He's paying for that dump. They didn't even know he's paying for that dump. He's like, oh, I'm squatting in this thing. I think one of the funniest scenes uh, in that house is when uh, Brad Pitt's character, like, just trying to shut off the power sitting in the flood in the basement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I didn't even notice. I was watching a video, you know, things interesting, right? Remember the part where they're uh, just hitting golf balls uh, next to the house? Yeah. Um. What happens was they were just taking a break. So Brad Pitt and Ant Norton has been drinking, right? So they were just taking a break from shooting. So they were both a little tipsy. That's why they were hitting the golf balls by the house because they were just taking a break. But then David Finch just decided to shoot that scene anyway because it worked out for the movie because <laughs> they were just effing around. <laughs> I didn't even know that until just recently. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. Cool. And the other thing was... um. I, I think the first time Brad Pitt 
asked Edward Norton to hit him, right? Uh, David Fincher, like Brad Pitt knew that Edward Norton was going to hit him for real. They, he just didn't know where. So Brad Pitt was prepared, right? It was David Fincher who told him to hit him in the ear. <laughs> That's why Brad Pitt's like, ah, <laughs> you hit me. Why in the ear? Because <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. You know, like, I'm going to get hit, but I don't know where I'm going to get hit. I thought that worked out really well, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the other point I love this movie is like I I feel like um it bring people to realization that a lot of things that are controlled right by the people who work for you. I think one of the scenes that just show that it was the police force trying to hunt down these so called underground flight clubs, and when Brad Pitt brought to a point like hey um. We, we drive your cars, you know, we wash your clothes, we cook your food, you know, we're your everyday people. And I love that theme of that. Like, it's the smaller, it's, I was, I want to say, a smaller person, but a larger population that controls the world. Does that make sense? Like, it's the, yeah, it's the worker. Because they had that theme in the movie, too. The worker bee can leave anytime. The queen <laughs> is a slave. Yeah, this sounds communist, the way you put it. It does, yeah. <laughs> it's very communist. But it's not. The, the communist is the smaller faction controlling the whole people. Yeah, is, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're this right. is backwards. But that's the, way they, that's the way they sold it to the people. Yeah, yeah. The way communism sold I, to people. It's like all of us little workers got to stand together and do stuff. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. The is all the mean. workers, and all the little workers get controlled by one person or yep. a small little group, and then <gasps> yes, the little workers don't get anything either. Maybe that's why I like this movie so much. Then <laughs> it's reverse communism. Yeah, it's well, the people. It's, the sad thing, it's not yeah. though. It's it's like it's like joining the union. Unions are all the little people. You don't yeah. want to do this stuff, but the problem is they only their union is only controlled by a few big people, and yep. they tell you what to do. And then when they tell you what to do, it's like, oh, y'all gonna have to do a strike and not not work for a while so we can get more oh I'm like yeah we or you get more yep i do do love this theme i do like the um the the bombing of the buildings so the way everybody starts at zero credit i really enjoy yeah it i mean i get that it's funny it's interesting for a movie it wouldn't work in real life no, it won't come work on see for all the computers something that, that i want to start in 2024 like you just answered what I wanted to bring for this year. Would this work in real life? Obviously, not this part with the credit card. I I agree with that too. Yeah, that that's, one. That's going to be a backup somewhere. Maybe for yeah. Maybe at that home. time when this movie was released, but not today's day. Yeah. Maybe back in the eighties or the nineties, but before like yeah. you know. Because yeah. this movie's pretty old. Because they're using yeah. cell phones and, and stuff. Well, not cell phones. They're using regular pay phones. Pay phones. And remember, they have, um, use a pay phone. Oh, and uh, the other thing that dated this movie was uh, the blockbuster videos. I love that map. Oh, yeah, blockbuster. <laughs> the first time I saw that, like, what are they doing with the, like, the, for the homework? They plug the magnet in so they can erase all the tapes. That's freaking brilliant. <laughs> I love all the homework they did. They turned the spikes around. They, uh, they only hit on German cars <laughs> when they're setting the alarms. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And the uh, pigeons, it was pooping on yeah, the oh, yeah, where they fed all the yeah, where they fed all the pigeons and made a mess. And it's destroy, uh, destroying the corporate art to like a, yeah. well, they didn't say Starbucks, but just like a famous local coffee franchise. Uh, I do like um, I like the IKEA scene. When he talked about like you know uh, something clever is made by man, right? He has to have it, and then they they scan his whole room. Yeah, oh yeah, it looks like a catalog. Yeah, yeah it looks like, like a catalog. I thought that was really cool too. 
And um, f- even throughout my whole life till today, I still trying to use like, well, can I cap that in cornflower blue? <laughs> oh, I love that. I like this movie. Shape. I don't want to say shape me a lot in a way, but like I still reference it a lot to this day. Yeah, you know it inside and out. Oh, I do know it inside and out. I love this movie. I try to watch this once a year. Wow. Yeah, once a year. Or every time I get a new TV, I have to watch Fight Club on that particular setting. Wow, nice. Yeah. I don't know if you have a problem or if it's a good thing. Well, it's just like, this. what do you do with a favorite movie? You all right, never mind. Yeah. Yes, all right. I watch Star <laughs> Trek 2 on every TV I get in every format that's available. <laughs> Especially if I get a better sound system, I gotta watch it. Yeah, these are First DVDs. Thing. I have two copies of the same. Well, can you say say it's the same DVD? It's they still uh, publish these differently. Wait, 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 wait. It depends. Is the disc is is the viewing the same? If you if you pop one DVD in and watch it, and you pop the other DVD in and watch it, and it does it show exactly the same, or one got something added? To oh, it? you know what? I think the menus are different. Okay, well then they're not the same DVD. I mean, like the like the artwork on the DVD is different, you know. One yeah, but it but is your viewing is the view? Well, that one's got two. Yeah, this one. But is the viewing two. is the movie got any extras in it or extra stuff on the DVD? Oh, you know what? I don't remember. Well, if you got extras on the DVD, you're automatically going to be a different DVD then. Yeah, it's probably have. Like, but you know, there's a lot of stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff you're not going to get. You know, when we go watch it online, we don't get all that crap. You know, yeah, you're right. Cause you I stream that online. crap. You don't see all that. Let's see supplemental seventeen. Matter of fact, usually when you watch when you watch stuff streaming, the movie's not as good anymore. Really? I would. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they cut a lot of stuff out. Like Dune. I watched Dune recently again. Okay. You know, we watched it when it was on the HBO, and they yeah, come down right, it was yeah. for free. Well, I watched it recently, and I think it was on Amazon or so. Okay. Yeah. Probably Amazon. I think it's Amazon. No, it wasn't Amazon. It was. It was just a. It was just a, the video came out, okay. streaming video, whatever. Didn't have it. it, it I could tell it was cut. There was a lot of stuff. It just felt like it was missing. Well, I could be wrong, but it just didn't feel like everything was there. Huh. Interesting. I could be wrong. They may. I may just because I didn't pay that much attention. So, like it could be like different with like the Amazon Prime release versus the HBO Max release. Well, I wonder. And it's kind of like wrong. the Blade Runner, right? Like all these different cuts. Like which cut oh, am yeah, I watching? Oh yeah, you got hundred different cuts. Well, it's like Star Trek too. Oh, there's there's a lot of stuff they took out. You saw there was the NBC version. They put some stuff in, and then most of the regular version, you'll never see certain scenes. Oh. So it feels like George Lucas is not the only person that's doing this, huh? <laughs> yeah, because you got to think that's 1982. Yeah, that's 1982, and then, like, like. Oh, yeah, said, you've always, there's been a lot of people, and I can't say, you can't say it wasn't George Lucas. George Lucas probably did it in other movies, too. You know what? A pie, a lot of stuff in done to other movies that we just don't notice, but Star Yeah, Wars we don't know. That, yeah. Well, you gotta, gotta, you gotta remember, there's also, they always made an edit for the movie theaters, and then if it got shown on TV, they made a, they'd actually make another edit. Some of them were, most of them were cut down. Or like cuss words were cut out. Yeah, yeah. cuss words are, so they can all the audience can see it. So there's always actually another cut of a lot of movies. Ah. Oh. Especially if you had a rated R movie that made it to primetime TV. Oh, yeah. Then there you then you automatically got another cut. Just the thing is the cut is a lot of stuff was cut out. They either cut out or they cut away from it. Like the violence yeah. stuff. They still want to show the scene, but they don't want to show the gory stuff. Yeah, that's the thing, but that's another cut. I don't know if Fight Club is like that though. I mean 
I haven't seen it was ever shown. If they ever got shown on ABC or NBC, yeah, I doubt it was ever shown on TV. This movie would never be shown on TV. Why? I think you probably could show this on TV nowadays. Problem is, a lot of people don't watch TV, so nobody's going to see it. Yeah, but you got to think with all the commercials stuff, they're going to have to cut a lot out. Yeah, it is, and they can easily they can easily blank out a lot of the words. So, well, a lot of the words and like the sex scene, which is CGI anyway. Yeah, well, a lot of that was it. You you could get away without showing a lot of those too. Yeah, you can because you got the point. Yeah, you got the point. I mean, the whole point was she's wondering why he doesn't know her. Oh, that's the you remember? scene, right? That's, that's the best of that. Should have been the biggest knower, biggest thing, because she talks to him like she's with him, and he's like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you like, doing? And what then are you she's doing here? And then of course he's looking at her like, he's a psycho, Whoa. right? Yeah, she knows she's a psycho because it's like because she's acting like she's been talking to him the whole time. Yeah, and then he's and then in the way she acts reflects. She acts. I mean, her acting skills is enough to reflect that. She's been talking to him, and he doesn't know he's been talking he to her. That's know. the thing. But but for some reason, you don't want to pick up on it. Right. I mean, it's obvious. It is very it's obvious. Like, it's very obvious those scenes, but you don't want to pick up. Especially the chemistry between those three, right? I I don't even notice. Like, you know, they were having sex a lot, but as soon as Jack picks up the phone from the cop, it stops. Have you noticed that? Like, the, Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I pay attention to that. Like, when he picked up the phone, the sex noises stop. Well, the, the thing is also, here's what it should have known. How the cops know to call him at that address? Oh, I'm Remember? so Because he walks over there and he picks up, up the yep. phone. And then also, same thing, she calls him at that house. Yeah. How does she have that number? But he gave her his he number. He gave her a number, yep. Dude, that's the crazy thing. And he picks up the number. See, well, the, that's the most obvious thing is how does he... A, how does... a lot of times, right? Like, you don't consider that because, you know, they don't, they don't want to show you these little scenes in movies. You just assume, like, oh, you know, you, you, they left a forwarding number. Well, he shouldn't have had a forwarding number, though. That's the, that's the thing, you know. I know. Because if they're squatting in a house, you're not going to have a number. Yep. I did like the explanation of the uh, foot of concrete between his condo and, and the other next door. Like, that, that's to me right there that explains, like, he makes he makes a well living, right? Like, Edward Norton's character, oh, yeah. as we call coordinator, makes a very good living doing what he does. Yeah, but he was a slave to his job, yeah. Yes. I love that. So um, I wrote most, something here. Lots that, of people um, come sledge to their jobs. So. I don't know. It, it. I don't know if you read the book or maybe the author tells you why. What the inspiration of his book was, but that um, uh, what I wrote here is that he was in a camping trip trip, and then one night when he went to sleep, right, there's some people you know close to where he was camping at. Um, they were playing loud music. They were just having a good time. So he figured that he'd uh, go over there and just tell him to, like, you know, turn it down and stuff. He got beat up <laughs> at the camp, right? And then the next day when he went back to work, he went he went to work with all the bruises and everything. And no one asked him what the heck is going on, which he actually put in the movie. People yeah. always assume the worst, right, about the cancer stuff. You don't say anything, people don't ask about it. And that's yeah. how he got the inspiration of writing this film or writing yeah. this book. And it, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, it is like like if you. But you can't say that. Job, yeah, like, you can't say that too. But, well, I mean, in a way, though, a lot of people don't ask, but there are a lot of people who do ask. Oh yeah, I would be one. And of it those. gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah. See, is it again annoying? It It really depends on the person that's receiving that question. Yeah, me, I find annoying. I'm like, mind your own business. So let me tell you something. So I went to Hong Kong recently, right? I was going to tell you this offline, but I, I'll use this example. 
someone tried to pick a fight with me while I was in Hong Kong. So really? Heather, Heather wanted to go to the uh, the Victorious Peak, right? Like the, the peak of the mountain in Hong Kong. You can see everything. It's the yeah. highest mountain part of Hong Kong. I didn't want to go because I don't like hikes and everything, right? So it was eight of us. And then we went. You had to take a tram to get up there if you don't okay. drive. So we got to the tram part, okay? And then um, the tram can only fit so many people. That makes sense. But then how they operate it, they only let a certain amount of people wait for the tram at one time. So since there's so many of us, my mom walks slow because they have knee surgery. I I got in front, almost to the front of the second, one of the cars, right? Like there's two of them. And uh, my mom was trying to catch up to me. This guy from mainland China, okay? My mom was trying to make her way to me. So you mean this Chinese guy? Yeah. So he yelled out obnoxiously, cutting in a line, cutting in a line, cutting in a line, right? In so English? Like, no, he, he, no, he's, oh, okay. he's speaking uh, like some call like a heavy accent Mandarin, okay? So okay. I just say it all like, hey, she's with me. Then he started yelling at me, right? Like obnoxiously, okay? Yeah. He, he yells like, like, People, I guess people who are with him, I don't know if his brothers or his friends, his wife and daughter's there too, but I didn't know that until later. He just kept yelling, and I didn't want to respond to that guy because I have my all four of my boys with me, Heather's with me, yeah. my pants with me, right? I can tell you right now, Shane, if none of those people were with me, just Heather, I would have dropped this mofo for yelling into my face. Him and two of his friends at the same time. I didn't care. But then because I was, I just set up a good example, right? I just let it go. I yeah. didn't say anything back. I just looked at him. He just kept yelling at me, right? It got so obnoxious. Other people were feeling unpleasant. Even my boys, Ethan and Ryan, were like, they were feeling kind of embarrassed for this guy, okay? My dad was upset because, like, hey, man, um, you're really embarrassing Chinese people. <laughs> That's what he told us when we were <laughs> on the trail. Because like, some people were like, like, they were sitting behind me. They were talking like, why is this guy yelling so much? It's not like he's not going to get to sit down or anything, you know? Because he's yelling at my mom about cutting in line. And yeah. then that's when my mom talked to those people behind me. Like, yeah, you're like, what an embarrassment to Chinese people. <laughs> so before I got to the train, right, the workers came. And they were asking what's happening. I'm like, hey, man, I, 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 I'm not doing anything. He's just yelling obnoxiously, Okay. And he, they, they were like, oh, it's okay, sir. Um, thank you for not reacting. You know, we just have to Oh, okay. Thank you for not probably, dropping this mofo. Yeah. So I just, we probably just have to wait for him to calm down. Because by that time, right, his daughter was crying. His daughter is probably maybe 12 or 13 because I could tell that she was bigger and older than Ethan. Yeah. She was crying real loud. And that's when he started apologizing to the workers, you know. He didn't say anything to me because I'm just looking at this guy. Yeah, I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? And that's when I realized your wife and kid is here and you're yelling at me obnoxiously just because an old lady <laughs> got in front of you trying to be with her family or her party. <sighs> yeah, that was wow. very unpleasant. I would have dropped them. That was the most adulting thing I did that day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I got to say? Is he's lucky he didn't fall off the top of the mountain. Shoot. Oops. Yeah. And now <laughs> we have trip. a... Good rest of the day at the at the peak. I mean, okay. Heather wanted to take the boys up there, you know, and we saw monkeys and everything. Well, not at that wow. particular, not that same place, okay. but well, you saw a monkey before you got on the train too. But oh yeah, <laughs> no, um, no, we did see monkeys though. That's a part where uh, that's uh, what's it called, a uh, golden mountain where the monkeys are. Now this place not a zoo. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, interesting question. Why is cause why does uh 
maybe Asian. I don't know if I want to say Chinese people or Asian people. Why do they call everything golden? Golden this, golden that, golden this. I don't that, know. Golden. Okay, cool. I think it's because like they think it's the the richest, like wing. Like okay, Jay that Emperor. would make sense. That would Jay actually Emperor, make sense. Golden Dragon. Like there's a lot of dragon in the names of everything. Oh, okay. There's dragon but, too. Uh, All right, I like that. I think it's just because. But I do. I do notice everything's. Yeah, they do golden on everything. Golden yeah. eagle, old golden star, golden lucky golden star. They want to sound little, the best. Little dragon gold. Because if you dragon. own gold, right? Oh, you got to have money. Because <laughs> let me tell you, sorry. Before the show, I told you that me and Heather lost five pounds because all the walking we ate more. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's so funny because we were walking so much. That's when I find out, like, just like this movie, a lot of my anxiety came from when I was growing up. So Heather asked me, like, well, having to take the train, bus, and, and whatever, right? People try to be cheap. So you either take the bus or you take the train, okay? So Heather asked me, like, how, how do people get to anywhere on time? Like, you leave early. If you had to be there something by 7.30, yeah. right? Well, yeah. You that's leave at to, 6. That should be that way everywhere, though. <laughs> yeah, that's everywhere. Because, like, even today we were left for my son's basketball game, right? I always wanted to leave early because you're either on time or you're not. And that's where yeah. my anxiety comes from because I'm, from growing up in my country. That's, it wasn't until, like, the fourth or fifth day, right? Then I asked her, like, do you realize why I walk so fast now? Because I train here. <laughs> yeah, well, now, now, now that you say that, though, that could tie into this movie because there's a way. Tyler Durgan, the 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 good nice employee, always on time. But yes. after he after yes. that, all the Fight Club, he don't care. No, why are you on time for? Yes, but I mean, who? But nobody oh. wants to put up with somebody's not on time. So that really doesn't make any sense. Because me, if you're not on time, I don't, I don't got no, I don't got anything for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way too. Like, oh, I don't want to mess with you. Like every time. Even with kids, right? I know, like, okay, and now I have to leave extra, even earlier than I would if I by myself. Yeah. It it bothers me if just having a thought, like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be on time to like just one minute late, and I am killing myself. Like, that's a first sort of me stabbing my own yeah. own self. Well, the problem is some, but then that way, that's not that's not a hindrance to you really no. in life. It's you got to think that that's respectful to other people. Yeah. Yes. And it, that's if you want to be part of society or not. Yeah. It just. I can't do it. I can't yeah, do that. And I mean, who, and some I like people like, can, you know. I'm not that person. I mean, some people are, and I you know? really don't, don't. I mean, I've I've known a lot of people that aren't on time, and I hung out with the people on time. And after a while, it's like, you know what? I really don't like you. Because <laughs> you, really, you don't really give a crap about nobody else. It's, it's not it's not so much you. But to me, if if you're not on time, you're wasting my time. Yes, I'm. And if you're wasting my time, then you don't. Really, if you're not, if you're wasting my time, then you don't really give a crap about me. So one of my friends, right? You know, I, I think I told you about him. His name is Chris. He he's from the Navy, right? So for military training, everybody has military training is always punctual because on they, time. Yeah, because they train that way, right? Then he tell me about this country called Switzerland. Did you know They're about Switzerland? Time. Everybody's on time, Shane. Everybody's well, make... punctual. They make clocks. They they make they, the best yep, clocks. They the make planet, the best so. clocks. So every they also make, clock in the country and, and is insane. They also make something else that's really good that I know you love. Chocolate. Oh they yes. They make they make good chocolate. They yes. make better chocolate probably than the Germans, and you're all in love with German. Oh, chocolate, I love so. German chocolate. So you might want to try some Swiss chocolate. Oh, I probably will. I'm gonna have to. You probably need try some. Probably you need probably get you some real Swiss cheese while you're at it. Ooh, I, like those are the two things that I love: cheese and chocolate. <laughs> Okay, well, you want to get you some Swiss, you probably want to so, go to Switzerland next. So, the, the well, back to the clock issue. 
every, the whole country, all the clocks are in sync, right? Like, it's not one where it's one second or whatever faster than the other. And he tells me, like, hey, if the train's going to be late or they're experiencing some trouble, right, they'll make an announcement beforehand. Like, hey, in about five minutes, the train is going to experience some turbulence or whatever it is. going to be like, hey, there's going to be an accident. Of <laughs> no, not turbulence. I'm thinking about airplanes. Yes. I was flying to Hong Kong. There's going to be okay. some accident of, of fault. So we're going to stop here. Once the train stops, right, everybody gets stopped. Not one person I'm like, oh, I'll wait this out. <laughs> everybody is punctual in that country, and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think a lot. I think a lot of countries are very punctual. Yeah, very punctual because, like, what you said about the respect and like, hey, you you gotta yeah. be on time to. Well, I think if you like, live in a society where there's a lot of people, you gotta. You yeah. want, if you want it to work right. Oh, I was gonna. Tell I mean, but don't tell me that. I mean, I know there's a lot of places where there's a lot of people and nothing works right because nobody's nobody respects anybody else. So. Well, everybody's efficient in Hong Kong too. Like, if I feel like, well, from where we lived. Uh, and we stayed at the Airbnb. It's like every time I step out, right, it's a hundred thousand people out here already. <laughs> except for, except for Christmas morning, <laughs> when there's only like I don't know eighty thousand people. <laughs> so oh, really? I was like, oh, I got some elbow room today, dude. That's wow. a lot of people every time we get on the train. Oh, every time that. we get on the train. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. It's like how I'm gonna go to one of the most crowded places on earth. Let me tell you and something expect else. Expect to have room. So um. In Hong Kong, they use the thing called the octopus card, right? It's just like a, a card that you use for the train, like public transportation. But you can also, you put money on this card. You could also use it to like, you know, go to 7-Eleven, restaurants, like a whole bunch of places, except payment is octopus card without using credit card. And then by the second or third day, right, it didn't call on to that, like, hey, so every place except this octopus card, because, you know, kids have to have one too if they want to ride a train. Yeah. You cannot share the card. And so we explained to him, like, oh, you know, you take tra public transportation, you could buy a drink at 7-Eleven, you go to McDonald's, you could pay with one form of payment. And that is what Ethan said. Wow, really? That's so convenient. Why is my country so stupid? <laughs> he said this. I'm like, wow, how do you really feel? Yeah, I don't think I'd want, I don't think I'd want one company controlling my money. It's not a company. It's just your own card. Okay. It sounds like instead yeah, of so basically it's the convenience of instead of taking your your wallet all the time or like a credit card yeah right? yeah you always have to this handy on you so you just yeah pay I have, for I have something you. like that I have a card like that it's called my Discover card yeah but not all the places accept Discover yeah they should yeah see but and then also they charge a convenience fee this is just a cash in a card thing because okay. but then you're you're basing this on like a um. A city full of thousands of people, which is convenience yeah. over, you know, what they have here or what we yeah. don't have here. Well, it sounds like a debit card. It's not because there's no bank. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's very really hard to. There's gotta. There's gotta be money exchange somewhere, Lamb. It's and otherwise you're getting all that crap for free. What are you talking about? If you're paying for stuff with one card, there's gotta be money exchange somewhere. Oh, you just yeah, we just load the card. Like it's kind of like a phone card in a way, but you can only yes. use it for phone. So in a way, it's like a debit card. Right, but you you have to uh, you, a bank controls your debit card. Yeah, but you know, but then also the debit thing. card is like, is it a master or visa debit card too? Yeah, in a way, but yeah. you know, your bank can load your card up, and you can have they give they can issue a card to where you only it can only spend how much money you have loaded on it. It won't spend anymore. Yeah. Oh, uh, on this one, you can until um in a negative but it's just a really convenience way but you know what back to our movie 
Yeah, sounds like a debit card. It's not. <laughs> I know you keep saying that. It's not a debit this. card because I thought about that too. It's not a debit card. But somebody's got to be chased yeah. somewhere for somebody because nobody's going to do that just for free. All right. So what did you think of the power animal being a penguin? <laughs> oh, that, that's what it was at the beginning. They didn't turn into that lady. Oh, they turned into that lady, right? What do you think the connection was there? I thought that was very really funny. The power animal to her because he know. thinks about her a lot, right? Like somewhere has a secret crush on Marla Singer. Well, yeah. Well, he has to have a crush on somebody. Everybody does. If you're a guy, you usually have a crush on somebody. Yeah. So Marla Singer, do you remember our movie that we made, Pleasant Dreams? I usually actually use the name Marla Singer for one of my characters because oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Marla Singer. Mm-hmm. I didn't even change it to uh, what did I change to Dr. Resnick from Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> let me put all the influences that yeah. I love into so my own was, movie. Who was Marla Singer in in Pleasant Dreams? It was uh was it the, the wife. No, the uh, the character Allison play Allison Friday, the um the blonde. She plays the assistant for Doctor Resner. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I say I Resner, Resnick, Trans- Resnick, Resner. Yeah, Resnick. <laughs> now I got my own people uh, mixed up. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Stupid nine inch nails. I love Nine Inch Nails. I still love Nine Inch Nails. Why are <laughs> yeah, you saying so stupid? I don't know. I think the stupid was referencing myself, not okay. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, why do you got a problem with Nine Inch Nails all of a sudden, dude? I do like the um, I do like the cancer theme that this uh, movie brings upon, like you know, brings out like um, what was it? Ed Norton says that like, hey, when people are dying, right, they really listen to you instead of just waiting for the chance to speak. Because I, I feel like a lot of people in society, they like they listen, right? They, but they basically listen to, like, you know, so wait, wait for my turn to speak. Like, when I argue with Heather. Yeah. <laughs> well, just for like, you, mean when, you mean when you're, they're having a conversation and they're thinking about what they're going to add into your conversation to yeah. make it better? Yeah. Or how they're going to top your conversation. Yep. I do like that they bring the cancer conversation to this, though. And I do like <laughs> the first time I saw Mala stealing clothes from a laundromat to sell them at a thrift store, and I'm thinking, like, dude, that's freaking brilliant! Yeah, you're really gonna get a lot for a bunch of people's dirty clothes. <laughs> well, hey, man, it's more than what you had started with. Yeah, got enough to buy an icy. Yeah, hey, uh, I had, no, I didn't have an icy before. <laughs> or an ice cream, I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Like, what you're selling those? Yes, I'm selling some clothes. You left half your stuff. I thought that was really funny. And then I really liked the, um, when they brought out uh, Mala Singer's uh, philosophy of her life is that she may die at any moment, but the tragedy is that she yeah, didn't. Yeah, I yeah. do like that train of thought. It's really dark. At the same time, it's very true. Well, yeah. It, depends it, on it is very true. Most, yeah. people, most people don't want to look at it that way. I it's mean, like, it's true for everybody that way, but yeah, nobody well, wants to look at it that way. Yeah, nobody want to look at it that way. Who just... would want to look at it that way? You'd have to be a really morbid. You might end up yeah. with split personalities if you start looking at it that way. Oh, I mean, that's how this movie was, too. Like, but the just... thing is, I think he liked Marla because Marla tried to do Because in a way, he thought Marla was more like him. Oh, Marla is more like him. Well, kind of. Except she's not, she's not hiding it, though. Like, Edward Norton is hiding it through Tyler yeah, Durgan. Yeah, but he's also crazy. He was straight, straight up crazy. Oh, he's straight up crazy. Like, Marla Singer would be the same person in this whole in this whole movie of yeah, all these she people. Was, she's <laughs> like the she's like person you meet that does everything you you wish, you know. She's the normal she's, one. She basically, in a way, I can say why he loves her. Oh. She's Tyler Dur- Durgan to him. Yes. 
she's Tyler Durgan because Tyler Durgan is the character he creates who will do everything that he is too too, too shy of too yeah too goody goody to do. You know he thinks oh, I should uh, I should be show up late. Well, Tyler Durgan shows up late. Yeah. And Marla Singer will show up late. Well, whenever she wants. Yes. He's the one. He's the guy that goes. Yeah, I should uh, skip on the bill. He won't, but she will. Yes. You know, she's the one having, he's, he thinks she's having a better life than he is. Oh yeah. So that's why he's like, I'm obsessed with you. Cause Even he's though obsessed with, poor. Cause, Cause he's also obsessed with Tyler Durgan too. Yes. Oh, I love that. When the, when, yeah. Um, but the problem is though, the thing is, it's the thing is you say like she lives poor, but she's happy. She's got everything yes, she see, wants. That's the whole see, thing. That's the thing with happy. him. Uh, see, it's Edward Nern. He's he's working as hard as he can to get all this money. But there's some people that can work as hard as they can, and they're going to get some. Mm-hmm. Or work less, and they're going to get a whole bunch of stuff. Or there's some people work, 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 and they never get anything. So sometimes you got to stop and go, well, this is is this is life is as good as life gets. Oh. Because if this is as good as life gets, then yeah. maybe I ought to start making some changes yes either start work because you can't work sometimes you just can't work harder if you're not gonna get anything then why are you doing all this yeah i i, I agree that's really good and i think his character made that point he's like he's working for this company he's doing all this crap he's not getting nothing no so but he and he's not and the, the biggest thing is though he's not happy yeah so he's got to go i think the biggest thing is if you're doing all this and you're banging your head against the wall and you're not happy, then you're going to have to make a change. So basically... Maybe you shouldn't go start a fight club and blow up buildings, but you should make a change. So basically, you point to that um, point where it says, like, it's only after we lost everything that we're free to do anything. Yeah, you're free I to do anything. That. Well, oh, that's yeah. basically when you realize, that's as far as you're going to get, this is as far as you're going to go. You know, that line... Or at least in that... You know, because like his basically, he should just quit his job, is what he needed to do. Yes, but he did though. But he, at the same time, he still get paid as an yeah, outside okay. consultant. Well, he really, yeah, he didn't really quit his job. He, uh, I really love it. And that was a good scene though when he did. I'll that was up. a good scene where he get beat up, and then then he laid out in another clue. Like it remind him of his first fight with Tyler. Oh yeah, but yeah, when you first it's... watch it, you're like, "What? It doesn't make any sense." Yeah, when all those after. guys are watching him beat himself up. Yeah, I know. And end up a perfect timer, like please. Yeah, you know, there's a movie where Jim Carrey beats himself up. Remember? Oh, liar, liar. Yeah, liar, yes. liar. What is that? I'm what kicking my doing? own ass. Yeah, <laughs> what you are you doing? <laughs> uh, it's about five ten. <laughs> Brown hair, <laughs> kind of skittish. <laughs> oh, no, like. There's a lot of times when I'm watching another movie like The Prestige or like, you know, District 9, right? And I'm thinking like, oh, maybe this could top my Fight Club. But every time I watch Fight Club, like, no, I don't know what I was thinking. I should never really? second guess myself. Yeah. When I we okay. watch this again, I'm like, no, this is going to be my favorite movie of all time. Nothing will ever take this spot, no matter how some, like, a new movie. You know, because I already made my mind up to where, like, this is my favorite movie of all time. Really? You know? okay. There's a That's lot true. of lines I love, like, hey, long, on a long enough timeline, everybody's survival rate drops to zero. And I love that. Like, it's just realization of, like, hey, you need to look deeper in life on, on a whole lot of things. Not yeah. just, like, simplicity of stuff. So this is so this is your favorite all-time movie? Favorite all-time movie. What's well, your second all-favorite all-time movie? It's The Prestige. Oh, it's that's the on my prestige. top. That is on my top five. I think every time, like, I so, saw... Um, prestige is a movie I could always watch. So... Um, the next movie we're doing is um, The Book of Eli, right? Then I realized, like, hey, all these movies that I love, it has a really big revealing at the end. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no mainly the director of this movie, all his movies are like that. Oh, the suspense, like David Fincher. This is the movie I love David Fincher this even is, more. But this is not one of my favorite movies. I like this movie, but it's not my favorite. Oh, movie. I, yeah. I'd say my, my favorite, I guess the most favorite movie that's revealing. I don't know, because, you know, after sometimes you don't. Out of, out, of, out of David Fincher, I think it's David Fincher, right? The Game. The Game is David Fincher, yes. The Game is one of those ones It's like every time you think you're... You finally got to that point. Oh, they pull something else out. Then yep. you're, you're sitting on the edge of the seat, and then they pull something else out. And then you get kind of upset, and then it's like, well, that is still not what you thought you, it you was. You told me about that movie, too, and I love that movie, too. Well, that's a the great game. movie. I think so the, far. The, the, the only problem I have with those movies is they're some of them you probably one time, two time viewing, and then I'm like, ah. wait, so those movies are you talking about Fincher? Talk about a lot of the, these type of movies. Oh, okay. You know, sometimes you, you can get more out of them each time you watch it, but then some movies it's like, problem is you know the greatest part already yes so you lost that but the movie the time the time, first time you saw it it's like wow yes the first time i saw it was like the wow six cents oh. six cents not a yep. venture movie but it's one of those whoa should have saw that should have saw that should have saw time. it but like man yep. yeah i put that up there yeah the game six cents uh seven which is oh. another david Fincher. so seven is probably my Second movie I saw David Fincher. The first David Fincher movie I saw was Alien Three, which is not very good because really? the, the, the first David, the first David Fincher movie I ever saw was Seven. Well, yeah, mine. Uh, and I the only yeah. and that's the reason I watched the game because after I heard after I watched the Seven and thought, man, this is this is this is crazy, Dude, man. I gotta see. I want to see something else crazy. I watched the game everything like, David Fincher has done. I love Except every single one of them. Well, Alien Three was different because. He was high on as a director, right? But the studio made all the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want I, this Aliens Three. Let's we put it that way. I watched it. It was okay. I almost don't remember it though. See, and I kind of don't want to. I wish there was a What's David the... Fincher cut of of Alien. Yeah. 3. Maybe. I, I don't know. Aliens Three. I guess because it's the most boring of all the Aliens movies. But again, I haven't seen Aliens Resurrection, so I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, wait until we watch that so we can compare the two because I don't want to say anything right now. The problem is, the problem is I can't remember Aliens 3. I don't almost have to watch Aliens 3 again. I remember Aliens 1 and 2 the best. Three Alien is like, 2 uh, is probably the one I will remember the best. Because Alien 3 is just kind of out so far out there. Yeah. Aliens is probably my favorite one. Aliens. Because it's yeah, by Aliens. Jim Cameron. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Aliens is not a high, very high on my franchise list, though. Oh, no, not, not my mind either. Yeah, uh, I guess because I mean it's no Star Trek or Star Wars. So. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even it's not even Lord of the Rings, dude. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's I mean they try to make it into a bigger franchise. I mean it's just I think it's just had too many hands yanking it this way, yanking it this way. Yeah, it's more like it'd be more like uh, what, what, uh, what? Well, it's one of those. I say I'd be more like the Star Wars, the last three Star Wars movies, because had too many hands in it. You know, this director's yeah. doing his thing, then the next director comes along, he's gonna do it this way. It's hard and then that director say. from the beginning comes back. Basically, that's Aliens right there. Isn't that um, Star Wars movie just came out, Rebel Moon? Is that a real thing? Oh, that's not a Star Wars movie. Oh, it's not. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. No, I think it's. Uh, I thought I, I wondered about it too. I think it's, but you know, it's by uh, it's by oh, uh, Snyder, Jack, uh, not Jack Snyder, yeah, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder. Oh, it's yeah, not Star Wars, on. okay. No, but it's 
based on what if he was to do a Star Wars, probably but it's based on Star Wars. I mean, he watched Star Wars. He's like, Star Wars is awesome. I'm gonna make this movie. Oh, it's just called Web on Moon, but it's not Star Wars. Okay. No, it's not Star Wars. I mean, that's probably a great movie. I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder. I mean, Zack Snyder, you know. Let's see. Huh, how many movies that Zack Snyder's do I hate? Zero. Well, how many Zack Snyder's movie can you name that you, we didn't watch? You know, not 300, not like, you know, Watchmen. Yeah, but I think I've seen everything that Zack Snyder's Really? Made, you right? have seen Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul? Well, I want to now. <laughs> Just so I can prove you wrong next time you ask me this question. What do you think? It's probably a good movie, right? Yeah, it's probably a good movie. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, everything oh, is good. So the only problem with his stuff is The first movie really he long. did was Dawn of the Dead, and I love Dawn of the Dead. I haven't seen that. Yeah, and then he did 300. Everybody loves that. Oh, 300 And awesome. then Watchmen, I love that. Then I everybody didn't, loves Watchmen. Then I, seen, I didn't see Legend of the Guardians, but I, I want to see Sucker Punch, and I love Man I saw, of Steel. I saw some. So, I didn't see Punch. the second. Oh, he didn't direct that one, though. The... What? 300 Rise of an Empire. I haven't seen that yet. And he but he didn't direct it, though. No, okay, then it doesn't matter. Oh, he didn't direct Wonder Woman. He wrote it and produced it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wonder Woman was pretty good. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. Uh, Army of it was the a good movie. Oh, I didn't see Army of the Dead yet. Oh, I didn't see Army of the Dead. I saw, well, I didn't see his Army of the Dead. Oh, Webber Moon, so we should have a part two. Huh, okay. I'm sure it's going to have a part three, part four, part five. It's probably going to do nine movies, just like, it's like Star, Star Wars. Wars if, uh, Zack yeah, because it's, it's actually the Zack Snyder version of Star Wars. Hmm, okay, then I'll give that a try, too. All right. I love everything that's single serving. <laughs> that's for the OCD part of me that come, came out. Like, oh, I used to be a huge germophobe when I was younger. So I love everything single are. rep. Yeah, some of those people still are. I just let go. I don't know if I'm a germaphobe or not. I really don't like people to touch my stuff, though. What do you mean, like touching your food or like touching your collection? Oh, I most oh, definitely anything. don't touch my food. <laughs> and it, the thing is, I don't have to worry about a lot of people touching my collection because you're lucky if you can get into my room to touch to uh, even see my collection. I'm very picky. Not everybody's just going to show up to touch my stuff. If you're here, you can touch. If you show up, if I let you in the door, you can touch stuff. Oh, okay. Good point. You can't play with all my Legos, but you can play with some of them. Uh, oh, we bought a whole bunch of Legos in Hong Kong. But I'm like, sure you did. Not Legos, but there's, I guess... Yeah, the, whatever, yeah. the off-brand of Legos. Off-brand. I'm ashamed of it. The that other brand shames. of Legos. That just, shames, that just shames me. I mean, I, I know I secretly put them in, mix them into my Legos, but I would never tell them. Yeah, but then, it. like, Legos not the only brand, right? There's other companies but make Legos, hey, Legos created it. It's Legos. It's all Legos, okay? I guess. It's like, yes, just agree with me. It's kind of like, besides don't, Bobby, don't, you cannot buy another shame, doll. Don't shame me. I'm not. Yeah, but the problem is that this Barbie's not the same. Barbie's a Barbie. The Barbie looks like a Barbie. Barbie's a certain doll. The other dolls are a little bigger. They're a little big boned. You know, they're some, and they're not even the scale most of the time. Huh, Barbie's guess. not really the scale either, but she's the scale what G.I. Joe would want. Oh, hey, you know what? Let's get back to the movie because I'm, I want to say this is probably one of the only few movies I watched the DVD commentary on. Like, do you watch a lot of movies? Like, before even Blu ray was a thing, right? 
yeah. you know, DVD usually have like, hey, now with director commentary. I've actually watched the comment. I can't remember all the movies I've watched the commentary on. So I, know I got into a phase I where I watched the commentary. I watched the commentary, all the Star Trek commentaries. Well, I didn't oh. watch them all. I watched one of the Star Trek commentaries, commentaries, and it brought that that ended it right there because i watched the one i think it was on star trek 5 the commentary oh, yeah? and the commentary was not done by anybody that was really a star trek fan but it was by the guys that wrote star trek you know the star trek was chris pine oh the ones for jj uh, abrams the two guys that wrote it yeah because they're they said they're star trek fans and then they did the commentary on star trek 5 and i was listening to them talk what a bunch of oh. liars they didn't even know anything about star trek one of them was like didn't seem to know anything i was like Hey, if you're going to say you're a Star Trek fan, maybe you should talk like you're a Star Trek fan and talk like you know Luke. But it's like they've never seen this so movie. they were doing a commentary on Star Trek Five. Yeah, I think it was on Five. Oh. I know they did the commentary on one of them. When I watched it because I thought, well, these guys, no. these guys are probably going to have a, a lot, lot of good insight. A lot of times when I watch DVD they commentary didn't. on a movie, right? It's either yeah, it's usually the director. In the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the people or are directing the, the movie. The, the, and the it just like, happened to be there, and that's probably why I listen. Because usually I watch it with the people directing the movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. You that's know? why I watch it on this one because it was um, uh, David Fincher, Brad Pitt, and uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and they, got, and they always tell you, and they always tell you inside on it. Yeah. Well, these two guys, they don't know anything about the movie. That's they're talking about the movie. And they didn't really hardly like, seem to know anything about the characters either. Like, so I was like, I was like, this is the dumbest commentary I ever did. I never watched commentary after that. that was it's the like that. it's like me and you doing a commentary on like Monty Python. Like I'm not the yeah. biggest fan. Like I do like Monty Python. Yeah, well, that'd be funny because like, people would be like, this guy doesn't know anything <laughs> yeah. about Monty Python, and they'd be right. I'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> we couldn't see. That's the thing. We couldn't give you any insight. It's on like, it yeah, movie. exactly. It's like, why are you guys here? Well, they gave us a check, and now we're yeah. here. Yeah, we'd be like, so Lamb, <laughs> what do you think was going on through their head when they made this scene? Or I hear that, you know. That's the thing. We wouldn't know anything. No, we wouldn't know anything. That is so funny. But they did. They they let these two guys do the commentary on a movie that they had nothing to do with. So it's like basically anyone listening to our show, but then like kind of like the plus that we didn't talk about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, funny. it's basically like listening to us. <laughs> As if these guys didn't even sound like they were really even fans that I could tell. I mean, they're just oh. like, we are fans, but we're not really fans. Yeah, we're all fans, but not really fans. Not well, like one a of them, diehard one of, one of the writers from that, I guess I should be fair, is a is truly a fan because he actually made the the third third Star Trek. Oh, beyond the, uh, yeah, beyond Star Trek Beyond. beyond. Yeah, which was actually to me was actually a very good one. <laughs> I almost said Beyond the Darkness. <laughs> Beyond the darkness. Well, that was the, the second that's the, one. That's, that would be yeah, the second and the third one stuck together. The guy, but it's, I just thought I was it's watching too that. Late I, was, for me now. I was watching that guy. I was thinking, but this like is horrible. But like being a we buy Star Trek, like like this. And the this funny thing is, they're talking, they're doing commentary on a Star Trek that most Star Trek fans don't even like. Oh, the fifth one, yeah, about God, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't well, really God, about religion. It, like, it had God in the movie. Yeah. It was supposed to be religion, but the thing was, it wasn't about religion or God. The whole movie was about friends. Yes, it was just that was just the plot. Yep, it was just the plot. If you could just get past what hey, what you see there, that's that's the that movie down. that made me realize that Tupac watched Star Trek. Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> like Star Trek. I mean, I like Star Trek Five. Oh, I like Star I thought Trek. It, I think it's I think it's a great one. I think. Well, so I, far, I mean, we know that. I think it's because I watched it when I'm older, right? I bet you, yeah. if I was watching all the Star Treks we we review when I was younger, I would even loved it even more. I think you would have. Yeah, I would definitely loved it even more because, like, the well, like movies when I was watching was younger. I understand the theme a lot, like at age of eleven. 
or maybe even younger, like 10. I'm yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is really good. And like, if I was watching Star Trek V when it was released, at, when did Star Trek V release? Do you remember? 89? I don't really know. Oh, 89? I, I mean, so when I, but I know I went to, I saw that in the theater. So that's probably one of the reasons. Me and my brother went and saw the theater. Yeah. I don't think it was 89. I don't remember when it was. You know what? I want to find that. Maybe right. right. Maybe it was 89. Was it Star Trek Five? Right, you saw that. In nah, it couldn't be. It wasn't eighty nine. There was no way it was eighty nine because I think I saw it after Batman. Star Trek Five: The Final Front. Oh, nineteen eighty nine. Wow! So yeah. I saw that. So me and my brother went and saw that by ourselves at the theater. Yeah, June 9th, So it's a summer movie. Well, I guess summerish, right? Summer technically doesn't start until like end of July. Yeah. 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 Yeah, June 9th. So I was already in the country for a month, but I didn't yeah. see this movie. It was 89. Yeah, I guess I, I, I made sense. So I knew it was 89. But it was, I think uh, Star Trek Next Generation was already out on TV. Hey, that time, I'll so. always remember my first movie in the theater here. It was Batman. I remember Batman, too. Yeah. That was and, uh, my most, that was my, this is the thing. I don't remember the first movie that I ever saw in the theater. Yeah, that's no way, right? Like, because we well, because I was so young. young. Yeah, I was so you young. Can but I do. The first I can almost say one of the first ones I remember. Yeah, did though, you remember? Yeah. Was a, what's that one with the, I don't even know what it's called, but it was a Disney movie with the fo- a fox dressed as Robin Hood. Oh, Fox and Hound. Isn't it Fox, no, and, fox and, and the Hound? Called Robin but it's still called Robin I did see Fox and the Hound. No, I saw Fox and the Hound too at the theater. I think. Oh. But I saw the one with the, uh, there's a fox dressed as Robin Hood and he talk English and stuff. See, the first remember, I, obviously I was in Hong Kong, I remember Police Story. Then I remember a um, James Bond movie where someone was baiting someone at the tub. I can't remember the scene, right? But like, that's, that's almost any Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then I, I bet you if I watch it as an adult, I will remember like, oh, this is the scene I remember as a kid. Like hmm. someone was baiting a woman. Which James Bond? Which James Bond did you watch? Do you remember? Who I can't it was? remember. Was it Sean Connery? Was it's either it more, Moore? It's either more or Connery. It's probably more. Probably more. Probably early eighties. Probably because I saw that and I'm like, I can't remember the name of it. Well, but good I bet luck, because like I said. There's a lot of people bathing in James Bond movies. It's just the it's the thing. You know what? You're gonna have so and so take a bath with so and so. I'm gonna look at James Bond uh bathing scene. I'm gonna look up the image because I remember the colors and everything. It's not outdoor. Bath house. That's not it. Was it octopusy? Uh see, I can't remember the English names because I didn't watch That'd be the English first James movie. Bond. I think that's the first James Bond movie I ever saw. Fiona appears naked in Bond's tub. Who, who was that? Uh, no, that's too old. That's Thunderball. Oh, I saw Thunderball, but I didn't see it when it came yeah, out. Yeah, not even when it came yet. out. <laughs> was it No Time to Die? When did No Time to Die come out? It wasn't No Time to Die, because that's a new movie. No, you weren't a kid yet. It the the movie wasn't even thought of yet. Uh, no, this is a No Time to Die. Thing. No Time to Die is the last James Bond movie they've made. Hmm. Oh, well, well, we, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have I'll to do. Over. We're gonna have to do all the James Bond movies, and then yeah, one day you go, Yep, oh, I'm this gonna is the know. First one I saw. Yep. Because for all we know, you saw the Man with the Golden Gun or something. The Man with the Golden Gun. You even show us more. You probably you know it wasn't even more. Nope. So um, there's some scientific things I want to get through on this. Obviously, okay. the bomb making thing is not real because this is at the time where like there's a big taboo on you know you can't learn to make a bomb from a movie. So, but you can from the internet. You can from the internet. That's the oh, actually though, back then around that movie come out, you could actually buy books that told you how to make bombs. Oh yeah, they're in of libraries. Yeah, but like 
the uh, nitroglycerin thing is false for the fat. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite is things, really? the funniest really? thing, I don't know. One of the my funniest thing is when they were stealing fat. You know, yeah, me and Cody no saw this movie in the theater. Fat. That's gross. That was messed up, especially when they get caught up in the wild wire. <laughs> And then they slip on open. it. Yeah, they bust and just, oh, that's <laughs> that just was, funny. That was, See, I laughed so hard. If you're a germaphobe, you wouldn't even Oh, know you would not be able to stand this. Like, just think about the smell. When that bat rips and open, fact, right? If you oh. were a germaphobe, you couldn't even stay in that house he stayed in. No, you cannot. No, yeah. I would be like, oh. Yeah, rats. I so cannot. Oh. 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 <laughs> I didn't okay, even think about staying in that house. Then you're probably more. Then you're more of a germaphobe than I am. Oh, that I'm wouldn't really very be. germaphobe. The only problem I had when I was watching that movie, The House, the only thing that bothered me about living in that house, I was like, I could probably do that, except for the cold. The oh, cold. Recall, yeah. I can't do the cold. Do not like cold. I can't even stand the cold right now. We're not even all the way into January yet. Oh, you know what? Um, well, we're in Texas today. Right now, it's twenty-something degrees outside. I know it's just too oh. cold. So let me tell you something. Like, so me and Heather checked out the weather, what it was like in Hong Kong, right? For the two weeks that we stayed from the 23rd of December all the way to the 4th. So we looked like, oh, it's kind of like Texas, like 50s, 60s, right? Like 60 something. <laughs> it's so kind of like a desert. Yeah. So we decided to bring like long sleeve shirts. After the first day in Hong Kong, the rest of the trip, all my long sleeve shirt was packed with stupid. <laughs> I need to wear a t shirt every day because it was like, mid-60s to, like, mid-70s. And Hong Kong yeah. is really nice. I would think oh. Hong Kong would be kind of tropical. Oh, it's very tropical. And yeah, like Hong um, Kong. Because isn't Hong Kong where you used to, way back when they, in the old days, you get malaria and all kinds of other diseases because it I think was more so. like yeah, a swamp? I yeah. think it was more of a swamp. It's very, time. um... I think it's very Houston, Texas. Yeah, it's very, well, it's probably more humid <laughs> than Houston because it's more, it's easier to get to water in Hong Kong but like than Houston. But like well, we're closer to water and then than Houston. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're surrounded by so water. So what happens is like you know a high sixty is very nice for Texas, right? It's very nice for Texas. I yeah, see well, people like it's it's even so a sixty eight in Hong Kong is a lot warmer than sixty in Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's so humid because it's the humidity, right? One day was so humid. Then we still see people wearing jackets, Shane. Like, not just like a light jacket, like an overcoat, like a puffy coat, like sweaters. Maybe like, they were part of the uh, Hong Kong I'm mafia. Like, what the heck is going on here? Like, Maybe they're hiding weapons. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm like, I should not pack jeans. I should wear shorts here. But then we didn't know. And then I'm seeing people with coats. And I'm telling Heather, like, why is this person? I want to whip this jacket off of them right now because this person is making me hotter than I am standing here, right? And then, like, and then I, I thought of a theory where, like, I think it's because when we go down underground to the basement to the train, right, the AC kicks on. It's kind of cold, but then, like, it's not cold enough. It's not long enough for you to be cold enough to wing a jacket because once you get back on the surface, right, you're like, oh, it's hot out here. Maybe, maybe those people had some kind of, maybe those people are suffering from the flu. Maybe, but like, I can't stand it. The, the other thing I make fun of was like, um, when me and Heather was walking everywhere, right? And I was telling her like, man, I'm eating so much, but I'm walking so much, right? I better not gain weight by the time I get home because I'm going to be mad at myself. And then, well, which we didn't. But then every time we saw like a chunky person, <laughs> this is what I said, like, Oh, he must be rich because <laughs> he must have his own car <laughs> because 
it can get to easily three to four thousand steps of us just walking to where we need to be at the train. That's even before we get to our destination. <laughs> train or bus easily three, four thousand steps. That's just the start of our day without going anywhere at first. Okay, sounds awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. So back to the movie. <laughs> so um, what do you think about the kiss chemical thing on the hand? No, no. where he accidentally burned himself, oh, but it turned into a bigger. Yes, the Tyler's it's, kiss. It turns like I mean he makes it out like he got chemical burnt, but it was an I'm sure it was an accident. Oh. But I don't know. Later on, it must not have been because everybody has one. Yeah, everybody has one. You're the one who gave me this. In the yeah. book, right? He gave that to Mauler, too, but not in the movie. Mauler doesn't oh, okay. have that thing. Because oh, she was the one like, oh, what the heck is that on your hand? I'm like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. This conversation yeah. is over. I love that. That's the another huge clue right there, too. Sometimes Talis spoke for me. Oh, yeah. He fell down some yeah. stairs. I fell down some stairs. <laughs> I did like the part of um, Jared Leto's in this movie. Oh, yeah, and he beat the crap out of Jared he Leto. He beat the crap out of Jared Leto where he looked like another person because his face looks so I think so probably a lot of people. Probably a lot of people watch this. A lot of people probably watch this movie and go, man, I wish I could beat the crap out of Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against Jared Leto, so I, I don't know. I, I did see him no, in... Uh, don't, I don't have anything. No, I don't have a good, I, I don't, I, so I don't understand <laughs> that reference of why people want to beat up Jared Leto. Oh, I think he's hard to work with. Oh, I have heard that he's um. That's what they say. Who knows? I mean, he may be at all. He may be a complete joy on the set, but some people do take it a little far. No, like, it, it is called acting. It's called acting. You don't really so, do it. You act. So when he played in Suicide Squad, he was saying the Joker, right? He was really into his character. Yeah, and he's he way in his character. Dead animals he, to his cast. Um, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. Jared, you're so into that character. He wasn't really that great. That was yeah. kind of the worst Joker I've ever seen. But I did see him in Dallas Buyers Club. That is a yeah, good movie. And people say that's pretty good. That is a great movie. You know what? The best role that he's been in that I've seen that I think he's awesome? What? Blade Runner. Oh. 2049. Man, he did yes. a good character there. Yes. Well, no, he, Blade Runner. Yeah, he did a good character there. He created a good character right there. Yeah, he's a good character. So, uh, I mean, and he was—he's a—he he is actually a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. I mean, he's from uh, Thirty Seconds from Mars, right? Yeah, that's where I go. Like, huh? I mean, I don't know a lot of their songs. They're not—they're not awful. I mean, they're pretty good for an actor to have a group, but they're not like—they're not amazing. They're not whoa. Yeah. So. I mean, they're, I probably know the song, but I didn't know 30 seconds they're, they're no, They're no Metallica or Ramstein or, <laughs> well, or any a, of that. That's a, that's a different level. <laughs> Ramstein and Metallica, okay? <laughs> I want to say that's the kitty group. Like, okay, it's after 10 p.m. We could play our music or something. I don't 30 know. seconds of Mars. They do. I mean, I do actually. I could say. I would actually say they're better than some of the other groups that, that they're in their genre of music. Hmm. But then. When Jared Leto was in this movie, he was just starting out acting, though. This is not like yeah, a, this yeah. is the first thing. Well, this is Meatloaf was in this movie too. Wasn't he in um, Welcome for a Dream? That was Jared Leto, right? I think it was Jared Leto in Re- Yeah, that was a good but movie. I, I, I never saw the whole movie, so I don't. Oh, that's yeah, that movie. was him. That was him. And uh, Martin Wayne's. Yeah, that is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, I just seen the. I think I just I haven't seen the whole movie. All I saw was the end. I caught the end of it, and I was like, man, that's horrible. Wasn't that directed die? by? Darren Fornowski or whatever. I think Dar- it was. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 
Oh, here's the move. What was it? What is oh welcome for Jim also two thousand so it's after but anyways like I said meatloaf's in this movie too oh meatloaf's in this movie too you know, yes you keep talking about what's his name I know yeah, Jared Leto meatloaf's in this movie yeah shoot I knew meatloaf was in this movie back in ninety nine before I knew who Jared Leto was well because nobody knew who Jared Leto <laughs> yeah because I knew who meatloaf was because he didn't do acting yet yeah meatloaf was the one that well because they made meatloaf wear the like he was fat and then meatloaf lost weight right then they made him wear the fat suit with the yeah, the, with the first seat that's the breast yeah big old giant man boobs it's like i think it's like 50 pounds of first seats they had to wear and it was very difficult for him wow. because they talked about in fight club right no shirt no shoes but they had to make that rules differently for bob yeah, because yeah. there was no way they were able to take off that shirt and show that you let know? me put it this way you wouldn't want to see it no i wouldn't want to see it I'm surprised, they, I'm surprised they didn't CGI. They probably did. They probably were going to CGI it. Like, they were going to oh, CGI it, but they couldn't this would be, do it. This, yeah. is, this would be so rated high that we couldn't. nobody could watch it. Yeah. Nobody so would want to watch he's it. He's the only one that could keep his shirt on. Yeah, well, that would be the real live. I'd be like, hey, dude, nah, just yep. keep your shirt on. Yep. We changed the rules for you. That was the uh, one thing that they didn't follow the rules on just for Bob. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I, I'm second in that. That's a good rule. Yep, that's second for me too. So um, so some of the lines in this movie, right? Like Helen Carter was is from England. It's from English. Yeah. She's a British actress, right? She is, she's so she didn't know what grade school was when she said that line, because <laughs> they go we you know they go to primary school. They don't go to grade school. She didn't know that grade school was something elementary. <laughs> so that grade was after you know you graduate from elementary, you go to like eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Those kind of things. I thought that was pretty funny. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know what? The one of the things I do is I love the soundtrack of this film. The soundtrack is very good. Soundtrack is very good by the. Plus, this has the toadies. The what? The toadies. The song. Mm, the end. Yes. Yes. Where's my mind? Where's my mind? That is one of that. my favorite. That is one of my favorite songs. Oh, it is. Oh, mine too. It's not my. It's not my favorite song, but it's 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 on my Wait, list. You said toadies, isn't it the Pixies? Oh, was it the Pixies? Yeah, the Pixies. Why did I say it was the Toadies? Yeah, it's Pixies. Okay, it's the Pixies. I thought it was the Toadies. No, it's the Pixies because I remember like as um this song wasn't on the soundtrack because you know sometimes soundtrack. Yeah, it wasn't because I got the soundtrack from you. The once. term soundtrack is very broad sometimes in things. It's either the score or the music they use for the movie. And sometimes it's both, and sometimes yeah, it's a you're mixture. Right. Like, Cause, I cause hate it were, when they say soundtrack. They do that, because you usually got to look at it to see what you're going to do. I feel like the soundtrack movies, should be the Because there's a lot of movies, you always, because that's the thing, I have a lot of deal. I used to always get the soundtrack or something. I get the soundtrack, the score, or whatever. And there's always a lot of songs on that movie that you don't get on there. Yeah, you don't get That's why I got upset, too. And then, then I'm like, oh, crap. Well, I got to go buy this song separately. Yep. See, so, uh, well, this movie, the Pixie song, was not on the soundtrack. So, and um, the last movie that happened to me on was another David Fincher movie. It was Seven. I bought the soundtrack to it, right? Even though I do like the Seven soundtrack, but yeah. I wanted that song by David Bowie at the end. Which what song is that? The uh, Heart Filthy Lesson. Oh, okay, yeah. I wanted that song, and I'm like, why the hell is that? So I ended up buying David Bowie's CD just for that one song. Well, that's okay because you know I did that on uh. The Prestige. Oh. The song at the end of the it's Prestige. Yeah. It's not on the soundtrack, right? <laughs> no. So I had to buy it separate. So 
I had to hunt it down and then get it. So from Fight I noticed a lot of songs, like they play at the end credits, a lot of time it's not in the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. It's and it makes enough. me want to ask, like, you probably don't know, why is that? I don't know. They probably couldn't secure the rights to the soundtrack. They secured the rights for the movie, but they didn't get it for the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes it's sense. Like, uh, it's Simple. like uh, that movie Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. But you can't get all those songs on the soundtrack because they can't license it to the United States. So that's it. The only way you can get it anywhere close to some of the songs of Kick-Ass, especially the ones I like, you have to watch Sunshine. Oh. Or you get the soundtrack for Sunshine, and you get kind of that song. Whoa, interesting. Oh, we got to do a month of those kind of movies. Because we got to do Kick-Ass. We got to do Sunshine. I love both of those movies. Okay, well, then we'll have to do that. So far, 2024 is looking great for us. I wanted the soundtrack to... The kick ass and i couldn't get it you can get you could get it you could see it i didn't even bother to buy it because after i tried to lose some of the music it's like none of the songs are the ones i want none of them are even on this movie really harley huh and then the thing is oh well if you are if you live in the united kingdom you could get that whole soundtrack exactly like it is on the movie but the problem is it's not licensed to america so you can't so yeah i had to get sunshine in order to even get one song and it's supposed to song, but they kind of re-edited it a little bit. Oh, so it's almost okay. That's what you mean by it. Sounds song. like it, but it's not. It's still so, to me, and supposedly it's the same song. But to me, when I'm sitting there listening to it, I'm like, I'm just so not back then, it. like we didn't have Spotify. We had to do what you just said. Like, now I gotta buy the song from another album just to listen yeah. to this song because we didn't have streaming service. Now yeah. with Spotify, like I, I was watching I She-Hulk, right? I have Spotify, but people use Apple yeah, Music no, yeah. or YouTube Music or whatever. I, right? I use Apple Music. Yeah, so the the series She-Hulk is really good uh, for me, right? But what makes it good for me is the soundtrack along with it. So like, I'm not gonna buy the She-Hulk soundtrack. So what I did is like, uh, when I was watching, I'm listening to the show. I wrote down the songs, then I found it on Spotify. I make my own playlist. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, that is the best way to do it. Because, like, I, I watched Ted Lasso, too. Some of the music is really good, like, 90s stuff. I'm like, I had to do it myself. Because if I follow the, like, they, they release a Ted Lasso soundtrack through Apple Music, right? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Apple doesn't have license to some of the distribution. I mean, like, you know, distributors out there, like, production yeah. company. And then they have to not either not have the song or, like you said, they have a different version of that song where they have the rights to, but not the original. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That is so yeah, frustrating. That, that's, that's really, it really ticks me off, though, is when, you, when they have that song, but it's not sang by the same people that sang yeah. the song in the movie. It's, it's like, like a cover. They have the cover is yeah. from why, like why a Sony. Why did I the cover? Because yeah. I'm like, I didn't even hear the cover. Oh. Yep, that's why I don't like either. It's yeah, just it's, music. It's, it's just weird. I'm thinking you should be able to secure the rights for the music. But the problem is, you know, another record label owns it anyways. They're like, well, you can show it on the movie, but we don't want it on your record label yep. for your deal. That's the problem. Yep. I have a lot. I have a feeling a lot of things is distributed by Sony and they don't want to give rights to like, you know, not maybe not Spotify, like, but Apple Music. Yeah. Well, I, I see well, Sony, I can see Sony. Sony don't probably don't want to give it with a lot of other companies. Yeah. Since Sony was records before anyways. Yep. Hey, before we go, I know we there's a lot of stuff we don't talk about Fight Club. We'll probably cover on another movie anyway. I was in a hotel. I mean, not a hotel. I was in a bathroom at the airport in Japan, right? They had the sink set up in a certain way that helped me resolve the issue of the three seashells in Demolition Man. I went to this toilet like because we had a... We flew from Hong Kong to Japan, Japan back to Dallas, okay? So with yeah. a few hours in Japan to hang out at the airport. The airport in Japan, you know, everyone has a bidet. All of them had a bidet. But this okay. sink has everything. 
one big sink to one person, right? One automatic thing is the water. Then the next yeah. thing is soap. Yeah. Then within the same sink, right? You don't have to go anywhere. It's the dryer. And that's exactly how the three seashells laid out. Water, soap, and dryer. Uh, the three seashells go to the toilet, though. No, it's just uh, different. The, the, the seashell is not part of the toilet. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the movie it was for the toilet because no, they didn't have any toilet paper. You have the shells with the three seashells. But then that's exactly once you sh- you're doing your business, right? You go to the water, you go to your, uh, soap or water, depends on how you want to do your thing, then you dry it. That's the three seashells. It blows that stuff up your butt. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't blow anything up my butt. You're trying to blow something up my butt. Like I the, sure the am. Seashells was near the toilet. It was on the toilet. Well, it's time to wrap it up. So until next time, right? We do not talk about this podcast. We'll see you in the next one. What we did. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Tenzai Reviews. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up. Follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you on the next one.